College, who's excited to be here tonight? Are you excited to be here? Man, I'm so excited. If it's your first time here, guys, we want you to know that we believe the most important thing that you can give is your time. Me and my wife say that all the time. And so if it's your first time here, thank you so much for spending Thursday night with us. And if you're used to being here at CU College on Thursdays, and you know that we say this at the beginning of every single night, uh, that CU College is the best place to be on Thursday nights, right? And so we really do believe that. Uh, and we try to make that, uh, that statement true every single week. Well, I'm excited to play volleyball tonight. I can't wait. I got my team down here. It's gonna be great. Uh, but if you will, if you will, I promise, I think that uh, God has something for you tonight if you tune in with me. So can you give me 15 minutes? Is that possible? Is that good? Yeah? Yeah? My wife came out. She's like, man, somebody said they didn't know that it was church tonight too. I'm like, look, if we got a crowd of people here in this building, we're having church. And so it's gonna be great. Uh, but and if you know me, I'm all about it. Uh, but man, I have to tell you, so if you don't know who I am, my name's Joey Weller. I got the honor and privilege of being our college and young adults pastor here at Church Unlimited. But also I get to lead our student ministry for the whole church as well. So that's basically sixth grade all the way up to age 25. All right. And I have to tell you, we just came out of summer camp and I couldn't leave that week behind me and not come and basically be a messenger tonight. So I'm gonna take my preacher hat off tonight and I'm just gonna be a messenger to tell you what God did last week. Now, if you served at summer camp last week, can you raise your hand? That's awesome. So you already know, you already know what's about to happen. Uh, but I just wanna share a couple quick stories with you. And I really believe, I really believe that if you stay tuned in, that you're gonna find your story in one of these stories, because I know I did. All right. And so last week at summer camp, like I said, I couldn't just leave it behind me. We took 914 teenagers to camp. We saw 243 teenagers say yes to Jesus. And then we had 134 baptisms. And last night we had 26 baptisms between this campus and our Sono campus. And so the cool thing is that God's moving. God's moving. And the reason that we, we really prayed for God to move and things like that, because last year it felt like God wasn't moving at all. Anybody feel that? Last year, maybe, uh, well, I know all of us did, man. We had some type of uh, thing in our life get shut down because of COVID-19. Maybe it was, you were told, you know, you're going to class one day and then the very next day they're like, all right, classes are all going online or classes just canceled. And you're going, what, what in the world am I supposed to do? What, what am I supposed to do? What is the next step? Maybe you get told, hey, you're at work one day and the very next day you can't be. Or maybe in the middle of your shift, I've spoken with somebody, they were like, in the middle of my shift, I was told I have to go home immediately. And the whole world went on lockdown. Y'all remember that? And so we remember when things weren't moving. And so I wanna talk about how things are moving. I wanna talk tonight about how things are moving in your life. And I really do believe that somebody is coming in here tonight and they've given up on God. They've given up on God because God just isn't moving in their life or maybe he was at one time and he's not anymore. Or maybe tonight you're giving God one last chance. Well, I just wanna be a messenger to you. So there was this guy last week, his name was Hunter. Uh, kind of a, an awkward uh, dude, but uh, really quiet, reserved. Anybody ever have friends like that? Was that anybody in here? Yes. Okay, all the quiet, reserved people are too quiet and reserved to raise their hands. So we'll move on from there. But this guy, Hunter, uh, at the beginning of the week, super quiet, reserved, kind of awkward, was not wanting to, to have anything to do with anybody. To be honest, he was by himself. He'd by himself at lunch. He was by himself during services. He was by himself during rec. Like he was by himself all the time. And it was night three of our high school camp that he came up to me. And I'll never forget it. He came up to me and he looks me right in the eyes and he goes, Pastor Joey, Pastor Joey. And I'm like, what man, you need to go to the bathroom? What's the deal? Like this is the most I've heard this dude talk the entire camp. 
And he's like, Pastor Joey, I, I just accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And I was like, all right, tell me about it. And he goes on to tell me about how when he was younger, uh, man, he really wasn't given that much attention and how in school he gets bullied and how all these things. And in my mind, I'm like, my story tracks along with his. See, he had had a barrier, a wall up to what God was trying to do in his life. Does that make sense? And so I feel like some of us might be doing that right now. We got a wall up, but I want you to know that God is not giving up on you. So do not give up on God. You know, Jesus goes on to talk in Luke 15. That's where we're gonna be tonight. Uh, he talks about this woman and some coins, okay? And this is what he says, Luke 15, eight through 10. It says, or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. So if you had 10 silver coins and you lose one, I still got nine, right? So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And so it says, loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. I want you to know that if you're walking in here tonight and you think that God's given up on you, that is a lie straight from the enemy. Send that back to hell. Do not allow that into your life. God has not given up on you, so you should not give up on God. God has not given up on you. Yeah, but Joe, you don't, you don't know what I was doing like yesterday, you don't even know what I was doing this morning. Like, what do you mean? God hasn't given up on me? No, God hasn't given up on you. You have a bright future. He has plans for you. He has a bright, bright future for you. So do not give up on yourself and definitely do not give up on God because God has not given up on you. See, Hunter, this dude could have given up on God. For real. Like the stuff that he was telling me that had happened in his life, I, none of us would have looked at him and gone, yeah, you're right. You, you, you should have given God one more chance. But he didn't. While he was closed off, God actually used a, a leader in our camp. He used a person to show the love of Christ. And then that's when he accepted Jesus. Who in here was invited by somebody tonight? Anybody? Okay, perfect. You see, the great thing is by somebody inviting you here, even though it's a volleyball tournament, and we're, we're glad that you're here. This is awesome. Uh, by somebody inviting you, they're actually showing you the love of Christ. They're inviting you to church. And so by somebody doing that in Hunter's life, it allowed Hunter the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And so we should be rejoicing over that one and we definitely should not ever believe the lie that God has given up on us. See, he gave God, God a chance and God came through. And then this other story, I just have a couple, I told you to be quick. This other story is pretty close to home because I have a little baby girl. Is Josie in the crowd? Josie, where you at? You right there? You wanna come here? Come here. Come here, come here, come here. Give it up for Josie, come here. Come here. She's not, she's not going anywhere, but she's right there. She's shaking her head. She's like, ugh. Watch, look, tonight when I go and cuddle with her, she's gonna be like, can't believe you did that to me. Um, she will, she will. Oh man, I love her so much. Um, we have another baby girl on the way. We can't wait. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be great. But this next story is close to me because as a dad, it's hard to put in words. And, and some of y'all are dads in the, in the house. And, and so you'll understand what I'm talking about. But um, man, so we get home. Uh, so there was this girl, morning one, right? Uh, her name is Genesis. Morning one, her leader comes into our leader meeting and she's like, hey, we need to pray for this girl. We need to pray. And some of you leaders know who I'm talking about. We need to pray because she has said, I'm never gonna believe in God. I'm an atheist. I don't even wanna be at this dumb camp. 
And I'm like, well, that's pretty bold. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. I don't even think I'd say that now. You know, it's like an old, an old person. Um, but she's like, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And so just like God didn't give up on Hunter, God didn't give up on her. And so we pray for her. And then over the next couple of days, Genesis accepts Jesus Christ into her life. She gets baptized. It was phenomenal. It was great. And I thought that was where the story ended. I really did. But so we get home and we get over to London High School and y'all, I'm drained. Uh, I do not recommend you guys being in charge of 914 teenagers. I did it for a week. It's not awesome, okay? The camp was awesome. Uh, being in charge of that many teenagers is crazy. Uh, but so anyway, I get to London. I get a call from a, from a dad in our, in our church. He's like, hey, Genesis left her medicine. I'm like, oh, I was on my way home. Okay, perfect. I got it. I was like, I'll meet up with you. He comes here. Andrew, come here. Come here. Come up here. So he comes here and he's, he's literally talking with me. And I'm like, hey man, here's the medicine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey dude, I'm so proud of Genesis thing. That's awesome. And I start to walk away and he literally grabs me, grab me by the shirt. Grab me by the shirt like you're a bodybuilder. Grab me by the shirt. Okay, that's, that's what he does. That's what he does. That's what he does. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. So that's what he does. He grabs me by the shirt. And if you know this dude, this dude's big, like way bigger than Andrew, but big. And so, need to get in the gym, bro. It's all good. Uh, he's big. No, it's big. So he, so he grabs me by the shirt and I'm scared at this point. I'm like, I don't know what's gonna go on. <laughs> what's going on? And uh, he says, no, you have no idea what happened. I said, what do you, what do you mean? You, like, just scared of Jesus, awesome, man. It was great, let's celebrate. And he goes, no, that, that was my last child that wasn't gonna spend eternity with me in heaven. And if you know Jesus, then you know how important that is if you don't know Christ, I wanna show it to you in this story. Thank you, Andrew. And you will get in the weight room, I promise, okay? Um, I wanna show it to you. See, <laughs> he actually said this. He said, all my kids are gonna be, be with me in heaven. So it reminded me of one of my favorite passages. First of all, I boohooed like a little baby because if you know me, I'm a crier. Um, and Jesus, it, it reminded me of the story where Jesus is literally sharing about a story where a, a son runs off from his father and his brother. And some of y'all might know it. It's a, it's a prodigal son. And so basically what ends up happening is Jesus is telling this parable where this son is, is talking to the dad. We're just talking to him straight up. Hey, I want my inheritance right now. I want it right now. And what he does is the dad goes, okay. Now, Imagine you going to your mom or dad right now and being like, hey, I want what's owed to me right now. <laughs> they probably would slap you. Uh, but, but most likely, uh, they wouldn't do what this dad did. But this dad goes, okay. He hands it to him, hands it to him. And the guy goes and blows it. I mean, imagine going to the craziest party in Las Vegas, gambling it all away, having the craziest party, snorting whatever you wanted to, smoking whatever you wanted to. I mean, he went off and he had a good time. See, but the good time only lasts for so long. Has anybody ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that? That you can have all the money, you can have all the resources, you can have all that, but it only goes so far. It only goes so far. It might be a week, it might be a day, it might be a month, it might be a year. It might be 10 years, it might be 20 years, but it's, gonna, it's not gonna last, I promise you. So he was trying to fill a void that could not be filled by earthly things. He was trying to use earthly things. And so he goes off and he ends up having to sleep with some pigs and, and eat what they eat. And you can just imagine that, it's disgusting. And he ends up having an epiphany. He's like, oh my goodness, I, I literally can't believe what I'm thinking, 
my dad actually treats his servants better than I'm being treated. So I wonder if he would take me back. So it says this in verse 17. It says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my, fa my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. It's funny when you go off and do your own thing and you try and live off the world, you end up playing the victim to your own mistakes. That's a message for another day. You have to come back next week. It says, I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he doesn't ask for his placement as a son. He doesn't ask to, to be back at, basically as a son to this day. No, 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 he says, hey, make me like a servant because you treat your servants better than I've been living. So treat me like one of your servants. So, so he got up and went to his father but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. It says he ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and kissed him. While I may have not been the son in that scenario, I got a close glimpse into a father for his daughter that day into what this story is portraying. See, some of us are going off and we're, we're doing whatever we want to. We're living the way that we want to. The world's done us wrong. So we're doing whatever we want to on our end. And we're going, God, where have you been? That's how some of us are living. You wanna know why, how I know that? Because I was living that way. I was all about me, what I wanted to do, how I wanted to live. And I was like, God, you're in the back seat. I'm rolling. See, and the worst thing is many of us don't even have God in the back seat. We left him back at the parking lot, we're out. And so we go off and live and do our own thing. And then we believe the lie from the enemy that, that God is not there for us. Just like that dad was waiting outside every single day for his son to come back. Just like that dad that met me when I was giving him his daughter's medicine was just, man, I just been praying for this moment. I've been asking God for this moment. Just like that was happening. God wants to do the same thing with you today. See, maybe you're in here, you weren't expecting to hear a message about Jesus. Maybe you've had your full, full, uh, fullness of Jesus in your life and you're like, look, I'm in my 20s. I I'm, I'm ready to do life my way. I really, really wanna encourage you to not do that. You see, some of us have been living a life full of sin, living a life that is completely against God. And the world doesn't like to talk about sin a lot because it's not all uh, you know, cupcakes and rainbows, right? But here's all that sin means. Sin equals separation. That's all it means, sin equals separation. So if you ever wondered, what does sin mean? It means you're separating yourself from God. That's all that sin means. It means you're separating yourself from God. So those things that, that you, you know you probably shouldn't be doing, you might get away with them, but God knows and you're separating yourself from God. You see, but Jesus Christ, he came down to earth and he walked on earth just like you and I walked and, and he was perfect, he was perfect. And maybe you've never heard this Jesus Christ because a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, man, I went to a church one time and they said I have to be perfect. They said I have to do everything right. They said it's rules, rules, rules. I really wanna encourage you. Jesus is not about rules. He's about a relationship with you. You see, when Jesus Christ came down to earth and he walked just like you and I walked, he was tempted in every single thing that you and I have been tempted with, he was perfect. And then he willingly gave his life on a cross 
to where he could restore a relationship between us and him. And so sin equals separation, but Jesus equals restoration. You see, for us, so many of us need to have a a relationship that's restored. Maybe it's a relationship with a parent. Maybe it's a relationship with a sibling. Maybe it's a relationship with a friend. Maybe it's a relationship with the person that you're right next to. Man, things are just getting distant. But I could tell you, the thing that will help all of those relationships is when you finally decide to restore your relationship with Christ. And so right now, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Everybody in the room. Maybe you weren't the awkward kid at summer camps growing up, but maybe you were the the person that felt like the world had done them wrong, that God had forgotten about them. Maybe you weren't the girl who said she was an atheist and then her life radically changed 48 hours later. But maybe you are the person who isn't living a lifestyle that is honoring God. Either way, I don't want you to focus on the thing that those people were struggling with. What I want you to focus on is that they were far away from Jesus and then they found Jesus. And so in this moment, right now, Romans 10, nine says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So maybe you're sitting there you're like, Joey, I haven't been to church in forever. Last time I was at church, they kicked me out because of the things I was doing. I gotta tell you, that's not the love of Christ. See, the love of Christ is, hey son, hey daughter, why don't you go ahead and come home? We'll handle the rest later. I know you have a lot of questions. I know you have a lot of concerns, but your heart that's beating right now, that's because you you need to make a decision. Jesus is asking you, are you with me or are you out? And so tonight, with every head bowed and eyes closed, nobody's looking around. If you wanna make the decision to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for the first, only, and last time, would you say this prayer with me? Would you say, dear Jesus, I need you. I know I'm a sinner. Please come into my heart. Transform my life. I choose you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. With every head bowed and eyes closed, if that was you right now, you just made that decision. I want you just to look at me. Would you just look at me? I see you right there, man. Would you look at me? Keep looking at me. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. So you just made that decision. I'm gonna ask you to do something bold. All right? I'm gonna ask you to do something bold. This means you meant it. Nobody's looking around. But what I want you to do is I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up right now. So go ahead and stand up for me. Stand up. If you made that decision, go ahead and stand up. There are people standing all around the room. Stand up. Stand up. If that's you, that's amazing. Come on. See, right now, right in the back, my wife is right back there. She's gonna be able to lead you out to Matt Gresham. Here's what I want you to do. Go ahead, those that are standing, go back to her. She's right there. Don't go ahead and turn around. Go back to her. You can go ahead. You can go ahead and walk. What's gonna be cool is they're gonna be able to get you some next steps for you. That'll be great. Guys, can we give a hand for everybody who just made the decision to follow Jesus Christ? Everybody in here, go ahead and stand to your feet. Y'all can go ahead and stand to your feet. You know, the reason that we do uh, 
We do things like this at Church Unlimited. Um, sometimes, I'll be co completely honest with you, uh, people like to say, oh, they're just the church that gives out cash for volleyball games. We are. We're also the church that watches life change happen where they say yes to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and now their life's completely changed. That's also us. So our mission here is to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's what we're all about. And so I really wanna ask you, if this is your first time here at CU College, here at Church Unlimited, I've already met a few of you, please come back, please come back. Not because we wanna fill a room, it's really not about that. What's it about? It's about getting more people to know Christ. And the more people we have in this room, the more people they're gonna go out and invite and bring more people here, they're gonna be able to say yes to Jesus. Does that make sense? So please come back. We're so excited for you. I'm excited to have fun tonight. Thank you so much for listening for 15 minutes. And just, I just pray that if you found yourself in one of those stories, maybe you weren't ready to take that next step. If you found yourself in one of those stories, come and talk to me. Come and talk to a member of our team. I'll be able to pray with you, be able to answer any questions. All right, let me pray for us and the worship team's gonna come back out. Dear God, thank you for tonight. God, I pray for those people that just walked out of this room whose lives were just changed because of the decision to follow you. God, I pray that as they go home tonight, that you would encourage them. God, I pray for every single person that's in this room. Maybe they know you, God, but they're struggling with something. Maybe they know you, God, but they had something in their life happen that rocked their faith. God, I wanna pray for that person where everything's going well right now. I pray that they would remember these moments where everything is great and they can live in that, where they're on a mountaintop when a valley comes. God, life's not perfect, but thank you so much for sending the perfect one for us to be able to do life with. I pray that as we sing, just about you, you're the champion. Jesus, I pray that we would sing loud, we would sing proud. We would just be in awe of your presence. Thank you so much for who you are. We ask it all in your name, amen.